Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's halfway through watching it last last night, and I said, text "You texted me like, what have you done to me? <laughs> Why have you picked this?'" I was like, "I'm so sorry, I haven't watched it. I hadn't watched it yet. At that point last night, I hadn't finished it. I was like, what have I done?'" <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys. This is episode 115 of Flicks Watcher Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Flicks Watcher Podcast. Today, Helen and I are joined by Andy. Hello. And Kira. Hi. From the Wooden Overcoats Podcast. Fan of the show? Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Visit the website FlixWatcher.tv for full listings and hit subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Just to let you know, guys, all films were available on Netflix UK at the time of recording. Please note, there will be some bad language and there will be spoilers. Hello, film fans. Joining us today, we have Kira and Andy, and we are here to review B-Movie. But first, uh, tell our listeners about the podcast that you do, please. We are part of Wooden Overcoats, which is a comedy podcast sitcom about two Rival funeral directors on a channel island called Piffling Vale, which doesn't exist, but it should do. It should do. It should do. I'd like to visit. Uh, I'm the producer on the show, uh, and Kira plays the lovely Georgie, mm-hmm. uh, who is, you know, the badass. Georgie. The badass. Badass yeah. Georgie. <laughs> I say lovely. Part of the fun funerals family, I guess. Yes, I'm the assistant to Antigone and Rudyard Fun, who were the only funeral directors on the island, but then along came Eric Chapman. <laughs> we have had a fair few wooden overcoats people on this on this here show. We've had Chappers and Rudyard. Mm-hmm. Chappers and Rudyard. <laughs> uh, I've had Antigone and also uh, writer David K. Barnes have been on, on his show. So also we, uh, yeah. Dr. Edgware in the series. Dr. Edgware, okay. I didn't know. Ah, he he writes himself in every series to come in and tell off his main characters. It's, <laughs> it's his favourite thing. Well, that's what I do. That's why you get like directors who do the cameos, isn't it? And, and writers yeah. sitting, sitting on park bench guy. Multi-talented. Yeah. Um, you're on your third season and you're doing live shows and stuff, aren't you? Yeah. That's how those go. Yeah, we did one at Underbelly, which was super cool. Felt like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool, actually. There's something yeah. about, like, um, you know, I've been going to the Fringe since I was, like, 16. Mm. And, uh, like, when I first went up, I always thought it was, like, all the really cool people were at Underbelly. Right. And you go in and, you know, you st- sit in another, like, 50-person venue that's full of damp. Yeah. And watch someone do stand-up to, like, maybe 12 people. And you're like, yeah, this is the cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like walking into that venue, like like especially when we walked in the side and the, the door the marked staff only. And I was like, oh my God, we're going into the cow. Uh, 
So it this wasn't is... a cow anymore, though. It's no. not a cow anymore. It's yeah, purple. Uh, the local residents complained that it was ugly, which obviously it is. It's a massive pur- purple cow. But that's the joy of it. Obviously. Is this is this just South Bank or is this Edinburgh as well? Oh, the South Bank South one. Bank. I think, although I think they might have got rid of the cow in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh as well. But then it doesn't make sense, underbelly. What are you under yep. then? Because what, that whole cow, cow theme. All, is... that, all, the, all, all those cow puns have now been lost. Yeah. Yeah. Just call it under. Under <laughs> 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 the stage. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're talking about B-Movie, which is your choice, Kira. I picked B-Movie. Can you tell us why you chose it and give us a two-minute synopsis? So I picked B-Movie, actually, because I was reading some Netflix stats, and I read in these stats that there is a person who exists in this world who watched the B-Movie 357 times in one year. That was the year of 2017. <laughs> and there is actually another person from Spain who has seen it 281 times. And I watched it when it came out at the cinema. And I I think I really enjoyed it, but obviously forgot about it because, you know, people forget. And then um, I thought I'd watch it again after reading those stats. I was like, what has drawn someone to that, to see it so many times? So uh, Bee Movie is about a bee, obviously. The bee is called Barry B. Benson, the bee. (laughs) Um, and it is a film about a bee who doesn't want to work in the hive for the rest of his life. So he escapes from the hive with some hench bees called the pollen jocks. And he makes friends with a human or falls in love with a human. No one can quite figure it out. So. <laughs> what do you mean no one can quite figure it out? I mean, it's a topic of like interest in the film. Like, Sure. I don't know what that relationship is. Anyway, so he meets this human. He realizes that humans have stolen all of the honey from the bees. So he decides to sue the human race. <laughs> and that 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 actually is what the film is about. I'm not lying. No, that's true. Helen, what are your thoughts on the bee movie? Had you seen it before? I had not. When, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh God. I'm so sorry to have put you through it. <laughs> I had not seen this. It had never been on my radar. Um, had you heard of it before? I'd heard of it yeah. and gone... What is this movie? Who is the audience for this film? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so it came out when? 2007? So mm-hmm. how, how old were you when you saw this one? I was in year seven. Um, so I was 11. It's a perfect film for an 11-year-old <laughs> movie. <laughs> that was Didn't very... know much about the world then. <laughs> um, I mean, so many questions about this film. But also, I think you probably forgot about it because it's quite unremarkable in is it any like way. All the bee puns? Is it unremarkable? Or just is it just like why? Uh, why? <laughs> so I think I was so expecting it to be funny, which it isn't. Which <laughs> you're looking at me for help. You, you, you keep on talking. <laughs> um, I mean, who is this film for? I don't even think it knows who who this film's for. It's for no one mm. but like people on the internet who take the piss out of it. I think. Because the film was so un- uninteresting, the the stories and the the thing about the guy who or person who watched it three hundred fifty seven times, and the person who printed out the entire script yeah. onto a t shirt, mm-hmm. and the video where you you watch it, and every time I someone think, says yeah. "be," it speeds up, um, and the whole thing about the bestiality, the relationship, um, is way more interesting than the actual film. Um, I mean, why is Ray? The otter on jars of honey. Why do bees? Why, <laughs> why are bees? Why are bees driving cars? Um, yeah. Why don't humans run all the time? It's a. It's a question. You know. That's what the. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why would you run all the time? Because it loses energy. It takes up energy. I mean, I can't run, so I really understood that. It really, uh, it really sat with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably your endearing memory from when you watched it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I- but did you did you enjoy it as a kid, or did you find it a bit boring? I, I honestly can't remember, but I think I did enjoy it. I'm quite a simple person, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't watch this one as a kid. Mm. I, I came to it first. Uh, I think about last week when Kira made. <laughs> no, no, no. But I forced I came, everyone to sit I came down. to it a few years ago on quite an atrocious hangover. <laughs> um, I was uh, I, I was watching it with my my housemate and my then girlfriend, and uh, and I think it was like the experience of it in that state of like half sleepy. Yeah, friends, it's so baffling a film. So that, weird. Yeah, yeah, and the B puns are so relentless that that I actually came out of it from that hangover, <laughs> like with with fond memories of it. I mean, I should have like you know the litmus test should have sort of been ticked by my girlfriend at the time, finding it like bordering on terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> what but, was what, where, why did you say terrifying? What is she? Where was the fear from? I think it was like the frenetic changes in pace. Sure. She found quite anxiety inducing. Uh, the the sort of I guess the, the the raw quantity of of bee puns, <laughs> like you sort of you know when you, how you, could that be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's like you, you get that. Some people's reaction to a pun is like, "Oh, very clever." Some people's is like a, an out loud groan, and, yeah. and hers was every time. But they're they're so thick and fast. Like if if any of these jokes were funny, right? The gag rate of this film would be, It'd be higher than airplane. airplane yeah. Absolutely yeah. incredible. <laughs> Like the fact that Jerry Seinfeld wrote this is something I find like really confusing. I think this is the thing that attracted me to it in the first place because I, I love Jerry. I think he's like a fantastic guy, and he doesn't do films generally. So the fact he came up with this idea, I should say, I think the first time I watched this was last year when I went to Australia and I was watching it with my cousins-in-law, nephews-in-law. I don't know, maybe just nephews. And the youngest is like six, eleven, and like fifteen, and they like the youngest was like he was loving it every single bit of it, and I was just like. I can see they're enjoying it. That's fine. It's for them. But why has Jerry Seinfeld written a film for them? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't kind of tally. Then it does the kind of twist into the into the law bit, which must be so confusing for anyone who's a child. Because at the start, you're just like, bees floating around, they're making bee gags. Yeah. Or bloody, bloody, blah. Oh, there's a talking bee there, and the, adult, and the adult understands it. And there's a bit where the bee is shaking the hand of the lady, and the gardener's like, what the hell's going on here? So it's called kind of wacky, crazy, fantastical. But then... It doesn't really tally with everything else. And like I say, why is Ray Liotta in the film and why is he on a, a jar of honey? Maybe what, they're trying to get Paul, Paul award, Newman died award, at that point or something. Were they trying to do that know, kind of thing? but he's an award winner in as well, isn't he? Award-winning honey. Award-winning, yeah, honeymaker. Well, I, I get the I sense think, that, you know, because Seinfeld's traditionally a short-form writer. Yeah. It does honestly feel like a film that has been written in sort of like four states of mind across it. It's almost like he's written like these four parts of a film maybe a couple of years apart yeah yeah they don't had a completely up. different attitude to it. <laughs> yeah like because it, it, you start off with yeah just like like you know bee japes like when <laughs> you start the film with them like i really actually enjoy the opening sequence yeah. like, I was, like when i when i was sat down to watch it for this i, I was like uh, you know since i watched it on a hangover i you know looked it up in the course of approaching this and i was like oh it's uh actually been quite critically poorly received <laughs> i wonder what i'll make of it because sometimes you know you disagree with the crew and then the the first sort of 20 minutes of it i was like this is this is fun like this is just a fun film i can see why kids would like it it's like you know aimed it's, at the right it's place coming of age movie for bees coming of age movie for bees like uh, and like the bee puns are a bit cringe but they they kind of work and the sort of visuals of how of how that bee colony works yeah. are all really fun and they all really work and then it makes this kind of 
weird gear change when they leave the hive where it it starts trying to do some sort of social commentary through beats where (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I feel like it it, again it's like that thing of like it's it's almost like he'd gone right i've written the bee colony bit so i'm just gonna go do some stand-up for a while and i'll come (laughs) back and then write the next bit of the film when i've had some ideas and then it like it has this almost like like trombo-esque sort of socialist backbone to it as you get into the 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 final part of the film and the whole lawsuit and like kind of challenging the the hegemony and the status quo. The it, could been been good. it could have been but good. It could have been good, and then it all went downhill. But, then, ruined but, it. but then it's after when they win the lawsuit, then yeah. it goes just proper dark because then the, all the all Colony the flowers collapse. die. Yeah, colonies collapse, flowers die, and you're like, oh well, oh, shit, I shouldn't have messed with the status quo because I didn't know what I was doing because I'm a little bee. Silly and Barry. You're like, well, dude, that's that doesn't. You should have if have like, courage and convictions. I think. That, that's the point where it's not, it's not the point that lost me. I lost me a fair bit earlier. But you just kind of think that's a, what story are you trying to tell at this point? Yeah, yeah the, mo- it, the moral doesn't fit. The, the end of the film doesn't fit with what they, they were telling the whole way through the whole cult case and everything. Mm. Yeah. And they just go back to working again. But what, what, sort of in, in harmony. It, kind of, it feels like, like what Seinfeld landed on, it was like he was sort of exploring his political leanings as he was writing it. And he kind of went, you know, actually, we need, we need real communism for bees. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when he won the court case it was like oh actually you know obviously i need to show that communism hasn't worked everywhere all the flowers must die and then it sort of ended up at like third way tony blair labor at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about i mean we we touched on we've not just touched on but the the bee puns um <laughs> they were like you said relentless i if it was just that first 20 minute segment where it's talking about oh, i remember that time i took a, a gap year or gap day and like toward the hive that was such a great day and all that kind of nonsense and they're having a graduation like every 15 minutes and like bees dying every every 15 minutes all that kind of rigmarole but mm. if that had stopped after the first 20 minutes and then it kind of did the gear shift then but they just kept going all all the way through the film and it just became so tiring yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> just so tiring it's a knackering film isn't and it? also for me when i start judging the physics of a film just thinking what well, this makes no sense whatsoever it's because you are disengaged from it right from the start and when all the bees are helping this plane lift oh, i hate that bit and like dancing around this petal f- formation on the runway i just thought this makes this is dumb this is like proper, <laughs> yeah this is this is a, a dumb thing that's happening in this film they should have just ended it after the court case. That's my belief. Like, I think it is stupid, <laughs> but like, it ends in a good place there. But then they just, they just fuck it up. <laughs> that's Bees can't up. even do that flower formation, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because they're they're black and yellow all the way through, so they can't change their colors. Yeah, they can't. They're not chameleons. <laughs> Helen, you've been quite quiet. They're not fireflies. Are, are just I mean, furious? if it had have ended <laughs> yeah. at the court case, it would have been at least you know thirty minutes shorter. Yeah, it could have been been. like a really weird, annoying B-pun short film (laughs) and everyone would have forgotten it, but it wouldn't have become the internet sensation that it has become. It it would not. I mean, this this kind of reminded me a little bit of The Room in that it's, it's kind of got... Oh, it's not that. It's not as bad as. It's not so bad. It's as not as great. good as that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that kind of. It's acquired that sort of weird status where. I don't. If this came on in Prince Charles, I don't think anyone would go and see this. I think would you go and see? It? I wouldn't. I. I personally, I don't think I could ever watch it again. Um, <laughs> I did see, see. I watched the the thing. I did watch like ten to fifteen minutes of it before it was just as he met 
his human friend, the B-Bit, with, with my friend, we watched it and it was all B-puns and we found it funny. And then when I had to watch it again to finish it, to remember <laughs> what happened, I was pained and um, I didn't I didn't like the ending. I mean, also, um, I think- it's just, just so weird. Renny Zellweger is awful in it. Which one's she? she? Oh, I hate All she her. does is provide a voice. Is she the main lady? Yeah. And her husband's so annoying. Why I mean, is she with him? It was, were they married? <laughs> is that what the... Well, I, her I boyfriend, her, work out what the her side was. piece. I mean, she dumped him for a B, so... And there's a whole thing about him printing his CV out on a leaflet. And she rips it up to save the B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of dumb... I feel it was just... But someone apparently has watched this film 357 times. And another one, 281. So I don't know why. And that was in one year. So what happened on those like nine days when they didn't watch it? What? I bet it was those people off YouTube and making them weird videos, you know. It must be. Who else could it be? Explain these weird videos. You said every time they say B, it speeds up. So what does that does that work? That uh, concept I sounds can, odd to me. I can give you a rundown because I, sure. I love these. <laughs> Have you watched the B movie one? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, I mean, Honestly, I've seen B-Movie now, I think four times, and two of those times have been, in some way, a weird YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of them, uh, the, the one you're talking about, uh, it speeds up by, is it 15? 15%. 15% every time the, the word B. Oh, right, so it keeps speeding, speeding up and speeding up and speeding up, so it just goes yeah. faster and faster and faster. And, and due to the sheer quantity of B-Pans in, in this film, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't actually know how many, what? He doesn't leave the hive before it gets silent. Yeah, That's... before it becomes so fast that the human can't hear it. <laughs> And it's over in about four minutes. <laughs> I will. I, that sounds good, actually. Yeah. yeah it, it really improves the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'd recommend that's the way to watch it. Yeah. So without, Definitely. without and, having and watched you know that the, already, I'm saying, well done, internet. I, I know the line where he goes, uh, do you like jazz? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's quite an amazing one where it's... <laughs> that, that, that line on its own being played in a loop. Uh, but then... Uh, the first one happens, and it happens again, and then there's two of them happening at the same time, and then it goes up in the Fibonacci sequence yeah. on a loop forever until eventually you've got about 12 million Jerry Seinfeld saying, do you like jazz at the same time? <laughs> very, very slightly out of sync. It sounds harrowing. And it's, it's complete, it's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I know what I'll be doing before going to bed tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watching that. Uh, where are you guys on, first of all, Jerry Seinfeld generally, but also, I mean, this is... This is a DreamWorks vehicle. Um, I can't think they must have thought much behind it, apart from the fact that Jay Seinfeld came up with the idea. One of the biggest comedians, actors, celebrities ever. I don't know. That must have been the, the long and short of why this got made. Yeah. I mean, surely. I have no idea. You have no idea? Nothing, <laughs> no, nothing about Jerry? There's so many questions. No, I'm not, not really, no. Um, no. It wouldn't... This is probably why I've never really had much interest in it. In the film? Yeah. yeah. You've, um, got, you've got to imagine he gives a good pitch, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Like... You know, he's obviously great. In a, he's a great talker, great in a room. So you can imagine him coming in with a like a four sheet of paper and going, "Like, I've got it, I've got it." Yeah. Pretty much. Here's the B movie. Why did he pick bees, though? It's it's because there's so many puns. There's yeah. just so much. There. I mean, there's so many. I didn't know there could be that many. B, literally every time you say B, um... <laughs> that I wasn't even trying on that one. <laughs> so this time was when a DreamWorks film came out. My head kind of like dropped Groaned. a bit. Yeah, I was just oh. like. Oh. They're trying to do Pixar. They can't do it. Like, they're just not as good. Why are you, why are you even trying? So even as much as I love Jerry Seinfeld, I hadn't really seen it until, like I say, a couple of years ago, last year, mm-hmm. because I just thought it doesn't make any sense. And it looks, even then, it didn't look that good. Um, I just watched Toy Story 4, and that looks out-fucking-standing. Yeah. I know it's been a lot of time since then, 
Uh, but Toy Story 1 looked great. All the Pixar stuff looked yeah. great. And it's only since How to Train Your Dragon, I think, DreamWorks have worked out how to make a good-looking like film. Uh, well, oh, and Shrek was good, though. Prince yeah. of Egypt. What? I've not even seen that. <laughs> that is the best film that's ever been is made. and I'm not saying that lightly. Did you see that when you were 11 as well? I, I, I think that's the film I've maybe watched the most times because my parents are really religious. So they were like, you can watch this. It's education, it. Moses. <laughs> it's got some great songs. I think they should make it into a stage musical. I've not seen it. So. You've not? Andy. Why? What? Prince of Egypt. <laughs> it's the only good thing. Well, no, that one of the best things that the DreamWorks have made. Is it on Netflix? It is not. Oh, that's a shame. I would have picked that. Okay. Right. I don't know why I picked this. I'm so sorry, guys. No, I'm but so I think sorry. I think it's a valid reason. You loved it when you were a kid, or you saw it when you were a kid and wanted to see. If yeah, it's, I think that does. Yeah. I do really love the bravery of not pre rewatching it before. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd, well, I'd... I watched that ten minutes, and I was like, "There's so many puns in this. Like, it's yeah. going to be good." And then I watched the rest of it, and I had to go through the pain of watching that ten it, minutes like, again. It does. Like the start of it looks like it could be a good film, and then it just. <laughs> It just gets so weird. I think they like gave up with it or something and they were like, we just do whatever, you know? Yeah. There's, also, there's that really weird bit when they make a joke about having a suicide pact as well. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't be in there. Is that, is that to do with their stingers, isn't it? Like the fact that it rips. Like... Yeah, he's like, I'll sting you. And then you'll tread you on me. You tread on me and she's like, you'll die twice. And he's like, oh. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh my god! Mm. Like, the thing is, if it, oh, man, part of me thinks of it, if it was all that, and you had a kind of like almost Rick and Morty esque kind of subversion of, yeah, subversion of the kind of Pixar classic, yeah. you might have a film that Jerry Seinfeld could write very well. Um, but the problem is, like you know, like if you watch old Seinfeld, like it, it it's great, but bits of it do not date well. Like they, you know, yeah. he, he all like mid nineties sitcoms do not a lot of them. The heart was in the right place at the time. They're not especially sensitive. Yeah, like that was the sort of era where like saying the unsayable was kind of cool and fun. Yeah, and then obviously when you try and translate that writing style for kids, saying the unsayable is is something that you can never put a PG certificate on. And so you can imagine like a lot of the humor kind of it's really tricky, um, and. Like, also, you can't really write a film about nothing in the same way that Seinfeld... Yeah, I mean, Seinfeld, they're essentially vignettes. They're like 20-minute long episodes. Yeah. You could expand nothing to 20 minutes with all, the, with all the cast of characters that they have in there. But this, the... I mean, even Seinfeld himself doesn't really have... I don't know. It's not. He hasn't got a presence so much in this, has he? No. Even the main B character doesn't have them. And I can't think of the names of any of the Bs, apart from Chris no. Ross Mosquito. Yeah. And he comes yeah. in to do some mosquito puns. But uh, the, so, so many puns. Aren't the mosquito puns such a breath of fresh air? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like even celebrity voices, it's just really unremarkable. It's lacking, isn't it? And just really. Oh, when you said Renee Zellweger, I was like, what? Who, 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 I didn't even know who she was. Who, who, yeah. who else was in this film? Shall we, um, Matthew Broderick. Shall we, I'm the be it. I can only oh, assume he's the, the idiot boyfriend. Uh, idiot husband Sting's no, in Matthew it Broderick. is it the actual no, Sting saying, doing the voice of Sting yeah that was oh, a yeah. weird thing as well wasn't it Sting he just wanted the pun like it's, it's just all for the puns I mean but the thing is if that happened in an airplane you'd be like yes um, no but airplane would have thought it's so it surrounded by terrible stuff <laughs> so Matthew Broderick who's Adam Clayman I don't know who that is um, John Goodman um, Chris Rock Kathy Bates so a lot of these Ray Liotta playing oh yeah Larry King 
That was, in fact, that was the funniest bit. When it, when oh, it was yeah, like, be Larry King is yeah, a good like, bit. I forgot about that. By the way, do you know there's another Larry King looks just like you, with the same kind of sharp sharp shoulders and stuff. I thought that was, that was generally the best bit. Oh, but, yeah, and then Oprah, Oprah played. Oprah. I think one big problem, I think, Helen, as you're saying, is that a lot of these names, a lot of these voice names don't have that much of a prominent voice. Mm-hmm. So... Chris Rock, of course, but John Goodman, even uh, Matthew Broderick's voice is a bit of a nothing kind of voice, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. really. Who does he play? I think, so I think John Goodman is the judge. Is that right? Or the factory owner? Well, Maybe he's, he's the, the judge. Factory owner. Factory the, owner. Yeah, okay. he plays a human. So it's just, um, yeah. One of the bees. Let's see. We don't know. We don't know who it's he plays. So, you know. The... Oh, no. Is that his friend? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh and that cousin, I didn't even know he had a name. And that cousin, yeah, it's exactly. like the bee mate. Like. Oh my god, these quotes out of context are awful. And these, <laughs> they that, didn't die. That thing with the cousin is just so so odd as well. Kira, should, yeah. we, should we do? Should we do a dramatic reading of a couple yes, of please. Adam Flayman's quotes? Yeah. Do you want to play Adam or Barry? Oh, you pick. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do Barry then. Go on. Okay. Wow, she looked hot. She's my cousin. She is. Yes, we're. All cousins. And then he, he wants to shag his cousin like five <laughs> minutes later. And I'm like, you just told him off for that. Yeah, because they're all bees. <laughs> <laughs> and all those incestuous bees. <laughs> right. Before we go to the scores, guys, um, <laughs> let's see. Are we Pixar guys or, or DreamWorks guys? I know what the answer is. DreamWorks for the Prince of Egypt. No, um, I mean, it's got to be Pixar, hasn't it? I mean, how many DreamWorks films can we name? Right now, how to train Dragon One, how to train Dragon Two, how to train Dragon the Hidden Kingdom. (laughs) How about really good one, Shark Tale, how to train your dragons, Shark Tale, mate? Don't rewatch that. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I love that as a child as well. I think I got it. There's a there's a really good bit in it where they do where they do a car wash underwater. Yeah, that is so good. They have a lava lamp. Yeah, but the rest of it is is it? I'm not going to watch it again. Then yeah, not great. DreamWorks or, or Pixar, Andy? I mean, I mean, I want to, like, just to be a contrarian, I want to mount a defence of DreamWorks. I'm really trying to pull it together here. Maybe, maybe like, so Shrek 1 is a, is a good film. Mm-hmm. Shrek 2... But do you want to watch Shrek 1 again? Fine. Now someone says, do you want to watch Shrek 1? What, what's your... You see, that sigh. Yeah, you know, but... but <laughs> I, think, I think I have the Shrek 2 soundtrack, right? In the car. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surprises for, for absolute, me. It's absolutely brilliant like it's it's like it's all just it's like covers smash of smash mouth on it or is that the first one yeah smash mouth on the first one okay. but in, in track two it's basically the whole album or a bunch of artists doing covers of each other's work right so give it all kind of like a new fun fresh feel and it works really nicely it's a really great soundtrack i might album. check it out guys the film is uh fine <laughs> it's fine track one was better but at the time you know i like puss and boots yeah puss and boots was great yeah antonio banderas yeah. like rocking around um, gingerbread man Gingerbread Man, fun character, good gags. Um, yeah, yeah, Pixar. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, do I need to ask? I really, really, really struggle with DreamWorks films with all of them. I what not, even how to make sure I haven't seen haven't seen them. They are they are legit. Okay. Like maybe are. maybe it was the, the kind of like I don't I it was didn't that. really like Shrek. I found it just so irritating, and <laughs> <laughs> the films that I've seen of theirs, I've just been just really like ugh, i really don't like it i just don't like their storytelling and i don't like the, the jokes but yeah but also i think also i'm <laughs> quite a bit older than you so i think i was just nowhere near the the 
demographic to have watched them the first time around. That's what I'm trying to work out the demographic for this because it doesn't make sense no. for kids. I mean, the first half is for children. What B movie? Is for yeah. uh, and then the final bit is. It's for no one. For no one. It is for no one, the whole film. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite what... an impressive bit of Brexit alienation, the whole film. Like, I think we should actually put it up in league with uh, what, the, best of the, of the new wave of French films. and like. <laughs> uh, I think that's a, that is the thing that annoys me the most because I, I just don't understand. Because some of, the jo- some of the jokes, like with Shrek, a lot of the jokes are so adult, but... Are you talking dreamers generally? Yeah, I think that's the thing. And obviously Shark Tale is all... There's no way that your average like eight-year-old would have seen De Niro's back catalogue yeah. or anything. To care. But or to, to get why it's funny. And yeah. yet they, they still kind of enjoy it because it's, I don't know, a shark. I don't really know. Do you think, I, do you think they're more lives? aimed at the dads than the kids? Because like, I always it always get the sense of DreamWorks films are all aimed at the dads and not the mums as well, which is something that kind of is a bit, a bit tricky. I think, and then, that's where, I think that's where Pixar does play it well because they do aim it for the dual audiences and yeah. they're not they're not as kind of fanar fanar for the adults yeah as, they're not as, as crass and it's less kind of fart jokes i think mm. um uh, and the pixar ones have aged better because they do less kind of really sort of of the moment pop culture references i do honestly 100 percent. i i had not watched how the first had strange dragon because of the dreamworks stench but then I saw it on a plane, and it's one of those plane movies you start watching, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, this is really good. And then the second one, like, not completely flawed me because it's, it's shot by Roger Deakins, quote unquote. So his, his like, it looks outstanding, mm. looks absolutely like mm-hmm. jaw droppingly amazing, and the story is just brilliant. So I do say bye, sayonara to the rest of DreamWorks because I can't think, I don't think anyone's put a, a good bid in for a good one. Yeah. Um, but I think How to Change Dragon 1, 2 and 3 are like you know the best of animated films absolutely never watch and I've just checked that? the uh, How to Train Your Dragon animated series yeah that's on Netflix I just thought I don't I don't want that don't so is, is that the film or is that the series then on Netflix the, on Netflix it's the series so the film the film isn't on there um, it wasn't when I last checked but you can quite easily tell because the film will be like 90 minutes long whereas the f- series will be like 20 I need to watch it that's it then Oh, is it there? Yeah. Want to try it? Have, okay. a, have a watch. Have a watch. Report back to us. Um, right. I'm obviously Pixar. <laughs> right. Let's go to the scores. <laughs> okay. Kira, you chose a film. Uh, this did. is our spreadsheet. Um, okay. Spreadsheet of dreams to give it its full title. I love the yeah. spreadsheet. Let's zoom in a little bit. Okay. Kira, you chose it. So out of five, how highly would you recommend being movie two? To a, a like a normal person, you can you can quantify how you want. I wouldn't want to recommend it to someone for them to think that I actually <laughs> genuinely enjoy it. So I'm gonna give that a a one. Oh no, a two. I feel bad. Why? On who? There's so many puns. Like <laughs> Seinfeld doesn't care. He's got his comedians and cast. Apparently, there is some talk of a sequel. No, they're never gonna do that. They, they never will. Well, they call it B Movie B. <laughs> the B side. <laughs> oh, there you go. They've literally just thought of the title, title, which you've just given them. <laughs> and some DreamWorks executives are just there. If you, if you got approached to be the voice of a bee, would you do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've always wanted to be the voice of a squirrel. I, I think I've got a perfect voice. There's no reason why there could not be a squirrel in this in this yeah, absolutely not. universe. Squirrel doesn't rhyme with anything, though. Yeah. 
So you can't really do many puns. With it's it. over the head. Horror. Dreamworks. I think it is actually. Yeah. Not seeing that either. That's not terrible. Good soundtrack again. That's, uh, <laughs> that's Ben Folds. Wrote, the, wrote it back to front. Okay. Very good. Okay. That's um, interesting. Films, fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just fine. Yeah. Prince of Egypt, though, guys, seriously. I don't believe you. I don't. And <laughs> it's so good. The music is so good. <laughs> that's their attempt to do a decent um, old school Disney thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like a, I think just do your own thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Andy, your recommendability score. Off to a flyer with uh, two from Kira. I mean, <laughs> think, I just so has... you can't have you can't have anything less than a zero. I just thought I should say that the maximum is five, <laughs> oh. and you can't have less than a zero. Just I wonder in where, case you I wonder where leaning for this. I'm, the thing is, I think it, there's a certain curiosity value to this film. Like it's not entirely without fascinating. Elements. I thought you were going to go into a entertainment isn't there? <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's not. It's not without flaws. It's it's full of flaws. Um, it is a flaw. Uh, but uh, and for that reason, I think there's a certain type of person where I go, wait, but have you seen Big Movie though? Like, like if you've got a morning when you're hungover to waste, like watch it, sure, and then report back to me about what. You <laughs> like, because that, like, and on that, on that, I can't give it an. I can't give it a zero. Sure. Would I recommend it to anyone who I want to still be friends with after? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a one. Can I, can we do decimals? You can do decimals. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a one point eight because I don't think it quite makes it two. <laughs> Helen. Um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone <laughs> that I know, but. It is so weird. I mean, I, I I thought it was really boring as well. But for the kind of weirdness <laughs> factor, and I'm just thinking, what is this person who's seen it 357 times like? I don't ever ever want to meet them. I wonder if I, it, don't. I wonder if it gets better on repeat. <laughs> I think you'd go a bit insane, wouldn't you? But Maybe you have, it's for their cat or something. But you do have those people who just like have done a marathon every day for a year. You have those people who just have to yeah. achieve something. Even though make, you know a lot of the Guinness World Records are nonsense, mm. and you kind of think, well, why have you done that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could do it, but why? Why did you do that? Um, Maybe there's some like weird bug on their laptop where when they press like the on button, it turns on Chrome and loads yeah. of movies. Yeah, or and then it like straps auto, them into their bed play. and keeps their eyes yeah. open so they can't. <laughs> <laughs> until... well, the stats can't tell if they're actually looking at the screen the whole time. That's why. I like the way they actually counted as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. It's really weird. I mean, if you have seen it and you're listening and you're thinking, should I watch it again? Yeah, go on, watch it again. See what you think of it. If you you think, I want to give that a go after listening to this, then please do. But um, we, we have warned you. Um, I mean, I can only give it a one. Yeah, only for the morbidly fascinated, I think. It's just... I'm going to give it... I'm going to join Andy on 1.8. I saw the kids who... When they're watching, they really enjoyed it. So that's who I'd recommend it to. And it's one of those things where if I had kids or I was with kids and we didn't want to watch the film, but we wanted the kids to be entertained for a bit and we could just go and talk about something else over there, then yeah, give them <laughs> B-movie. But, oh, that's a great show. But if, you know, but if, someone, if someone puts on Toy Story, I'm going to sit down and watch it with the kids because I want to watch Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. a film you kind of go... This serves a purpose. On. Yeah. Maybe that's why Jerry's long, like long ca- car journeys or something. Yeah, but I still I can't remember what that happened when it came to the, the law scene and also the the world destruction of flowers. I think that must have. Maybe I left the room at that point. But well, um, there's the bit where his mate stings him and he doesn't die. Yeah, I'm really upset yeah. that he because, didn't die. Oh, because like, the whole, whole point is he died. They die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Repeat viewing score, Kira. Repeat viewing score. I mean, when I watched the first ten minutes alone, I would have I would give that like a four because I was really enjoying it. But when I had to repeat watch that ten minutes when I had to finish the film to remember what happened in order to do this today, um I feel like there should be some kind of counselling session after this yeah. for everyone. I really, really regret um, picking it because I feel like <laughs> You've wasted there's your so many films I haven't seen yet <laughs> and I've w- now watched this twice and, and, a, and, a, bit, and a bit. And I, I just wish I hadn't. So I don't know. I'd, but I'd, I'd kind of want to tell people I know to watch it again just so they know how bad it is, you know what I mean? Just, or maybe they can watch the YouTube video where it goes silent halfway through. Maybe that would be better for them. I'd say repeat viewing score. I would give um, a one point two one. By the way, the number for the Samaritans, if you one one six. I wonder why you're check, uh, checking your phone, <laughs> uh, Andy. Um, <clears throat> so I, I was thinking about this, and I was going to give it an out of nowhere four and a half. <laughs> What for? That's all of the reversionings on YouTube. Sure, yeah, because they are way more insane than the they film. Don't count, and like they are a great rabbit hole to go down. But that is not the original cut of the film, and so like unlike maybe you know like Blade Runner, where you can excuse there being lots of different versions that are worth rewatching. Sure, there's, there's none of the depth in them. Particularly, they're just all wacky ways of making Jerry Sandfield so different. And so, uh, <laughs> it's it's lost four points. <laughs> In that technical exclusion from me, and I'm going to give it a 0.5 for a I, I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was halfway through watching it last last night, and I said, text "You it. texted me like, what have you done to me? <laughs> Why have you picked this?" I was like, "I'm so sorry, I haven't watched it. I hadn't watched it yet. At that point last night, I hadn't finished it. I was like, what have I done?'" Helen, uh, uh, I mean, I barely made it through in one go. Um, I didn't make it through in one go. I had like two days break in between the first, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> just the thought of having to watch it again. I just wouldn't be able to do it. Zero. Zero. Um, I'd go for a one. Um, There's no way you'd watch this again. What do you mean? I've just given it a one. I'd watch it. I'd put it on again. Like I say, if there's kids in the corner... I don't, like I said, like you were saying, the first kind of few minutes kind of joy up, bust up a bit, don't they? But yeah, and then yeah, then it comes. I think as soon as he meets, uh, maybe as, is it as soon as they go up the high, really, that's where it becomes properly stupid. It's um, as soon as he meets, as soon as he speaks to the human, that's where it's just because there's some cool shots or whatever where he's like flying through the cartoon New York, and it's like, oh, everyone's trying to kill him. He's just a bee, mm. and then nah, nah, man, yeah, yeah. After, after, do you like jazz? <laughs> that's the point that should end. Yeah, it's gone at Stop. that point. Um, so yeah, I give it one. I give it one. What's, what's the lowest score ever, Kobe? Uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> this, this, I hope it is a small screen score, Kira. I mean, I don't know why I enjoyed watching it at the cinema when I was like eleven. Were you with friends or were you, were you with your parents? I'm pretty sure I went with a group of friends. Sure. So that's that's a bigger thing in itself, isn't it? When you that you, yeah. that age, you've paid for a ticket. Well, your parents paid for a ticket. Well, yeah, popcorn. But at least makes you feel more invested. You've gone yeah. somewhere. You've got popcorn. Yeah. And we used to get McDonald's afterwards. Probably as well. really hyper off all that sugar. Yeah. yeah, with all your mates. Yeah, probably gains a lot from being in the cinema, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was an easily entertained child, so I can see why. I I feel like I did enjoy it. Um, 
I definitely would never pay money uh, to watch it. If, as you say, if it was on in the cinema, I would not go. It was, oh, I think it'd be all right as a hangover film, like on your lap where, you know, you're ordering food at the same time and you're not paying attention and you've got 11 other tabs open <laughs> and you're looking at your phone and chatting to your housemate and not really watching it. So it's perfect for the small screen. Um, I'd give it for the small screen score. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a three. That's the highest... Highest one so far. <laughs> Andy? I mean, you can't disagree with that logic, can you? Because, uh, like, I, I, I sort of joked that the, the sort of hyperness of going to the cinema must have added something to it. But actually, I think, I don't really actually think it loses anything at all. I, I'd, I, I'd have happily actually just watched this on an iPhone <laughs> on, yeah. the way to, on the way into work. In bed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can't, I can't say I actually in, enjoyed it. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna creep up to a, a, a two point two. Helen, yeah, I mean, the, there's no reason why you'd want to see this at the cinema. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, did, <laughs> unless you're a child. Unless, unless you're, you're a child in 2007. Yeah. yeah, and it's the only thing on. Yeah, which is probably um, the case. I mean, people went to see it, I guess, at the yeah. cinema. Um, yeah, I mean, it is on Netflix if. You wanna you you want to go and find it there and you know have a go at beating the record maybe beating. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we brought Kira on to highlight, enunciate all the bee puns, <laughs> the inadvertent bee puns. <laughs> Thank you very much. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll, yeah, three as well. Three. Um, I'm gonna go for four. I think I can't imagine I've seen it in the cinema and. I've, like I remember, I remember it coming out, and just thought I don't think that looks good. Yeah. Even though I like Jerry Seinfeld, so I'm abstaining. So I think it works fine on the TV screen. It's easy to drop on. Yeah. Engagement score. I mean, actually, that score. Sorry, that score is entirely about how well it works on the TV, as opposed to a film. It's not really a value judgment on the film, is it? It's not necessarily no. a value judgment. On yeah. The film. I, I'm gonna have to pull that up to a three point two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works so much better on. On a on a small screen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kira, so engagement score. Is this how well I'm engaged with it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I I I didn't and I didn't <laughs> I enjoy didn't. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I disengaged from the. First. I was so. I mean, I'm just. I just. I could, the first time, those first ten minutes, you know, I was laughing away. I couldn't believe myself, and then. <laughs> Um, engagement. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give that a. Oof. I'm gonna give the first ten minutes a four, and then I'm gonna reduce that four to a two point five, maybe no a three. Do you want to say three? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three because because I was so confused about <laughs> what was going on that sometimes I did pay attention, but most of the time I was thinking about other things. Andy? Spent more time texting Kira than watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first time, genuinely the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. I don't know what it was. It was about being really hungover. hungover. Yeah. yeah, but I was, I was sat there watching it going, what is this? I'm having a great time 
enjoying how odd this is. It's some like my frazzled brain. Something about it just like kind of made it work. So I can't. I can't actually so it give like, it under one. It could be like the magic roundabout for people who were on acid in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I wasn't on acid or yeah. in the sixties. I was just you know a bit a bit sore from the pub. But. Can you remember what you were drinking? Was it just beer, or was it were you going into things like absinthe? <laughs> Where, where would we have been? I think we've been at a, a, something like like a, a kind of club night thing the night before, so it probably would have been spirits. Sure. So I might still have been a bit drunk. of a searing hangover on, yeah. not just a dull one. Yeah, and a kind of sore feet. I remember having sore feet, um, <laughs> and I remember like we we had Domino's that that helped it. Nice. Um, and I think actually as much as anything, it was just the the. The like comedy value in in someone else hating it so much, <laughs> like kind of locked me in to like almost want to sell the film more to them. I, you know that experience, like wait, you, you're getting something out of it, and someone completely isn't. And yeah. Rather than feeling like weird and insecure about it, you just lean in and go, "No, this film's brilliant." I think that's what I did. Um, Ex-girlfriend, you say? Yeah. Okay. That's not why. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, of B movie. God, imagine! Like, it was quite a long time afterwards, but I can sort of. <laughs> that's where the that's, that's where, where the, the, cracks, that's the, cracks first, the first crack in the beehive in the porcelain. Um yeah, beehive is better. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for a I reckon that first time I was probably engaged to a point of a four, and then the second time it was a one. So what's the average there? Two point five. Two point five, yeah, two point five, whack it in. Helen. Um, I was just gonna say, Andy, your story of like your first experience is um Helen Zaltzman came on and picked a film that is a uh, Bollywood film about a man who gets killed by mobsters and is reincarnated as a fly. And it's, oh God, it's awful. And she picked it because she watched it the day after Moving House, was it? Yeah. It was kind of a traumatic Moving House experience and, and thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, so there's something about the sort of shifting baseline syndrome of what you find. I think you, you had the sort of same feeling. experience of, how you interpreted something same trauma yeah yeah, yeah. i mean those that like your response to the it first 10 minutes i was hungover as well and i loved it i was laughing maybe that's loud. the secret to this film like a, it's a hangover I, the film. sort of pairing note the borderline of being really drunk and really hungover yeah and not okay <laughs> so your score helen i was trying to think when i'd lost interest in a film so quickly and it just it was a real struggle for me to get through this i didn't even care what happened <laughs> Like, I did think, in my break, in between it, I thought, could I get away with not watching the rest of it and just kind of, like, either blag it? And then it's just like... You, you never know, know if it's going to take a, a well, upturn. Well, and also know. it was like, well, given the weird shit that's already happened, like, there's absolutely no way that this could end in, like, any normal way that it's gone before. Um, but, I mean, I just... Point five. Point five. Hmm. I I think I got a fair few emails done whilst watching this, <laughs> <laughs> whilst it's on in the background, and don't think I needed to literally actually look at the screen apart from looking up every now and again to see that it was fat still lawyer going. like get stung by a by a tiny bee. How weird was it <sighs> when he came out in the in, in the, the baby stroller? Yeah. yeah. What? Why? That was, hard, wasn't it? <laughs> that was so weird. How many bee puns made it into emails that you're writing? I, I don't know. Maybe just. I don't know, vicariously or subliminally, probably a lot. Yeah, maybe just maybe just balding every single B that I wrote. <laughs> um, so I didn't. You didn't need to pay attention to this. I think the first fifteen minutes is up, up until he says, "Do you like jazz?" Yeah, it's quite it's quite an entertaining little ditty film, and then it just becomes like 
what's going on. So I'm going to go for 0.5, like Helen. Um, and that gives us an overall score of <laughs> 1.81, which is not our lowest score. Is oh, it what's lower? Our lowest score is That Thing You Do, which is 1.7. Uh, but that is our second lowest score. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my God. I feel honored to have picked it. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but you don't yeah. quite get the booby prize though, unfortunately. No. I should have given a lower score. So we, I should have given him a lower score. <laughs> Damn it. So we do go to Twitter um, before we review the films before the session. And in this case, I always say um, we're reviewing Beer Movie with Kira Baxendale and Sound of a Goddard from Wooden Overcoats. Oh, sorry, Overcoats Wooden. Have you seen it? Give us your thoughts for an on air shout out on Flixwatcher and give us a review. We had one response. <laughs> um, Kira, do you want to read that response? Uh, this person who is Death by Film Pod gave it a grand one star. <laughs> and their review was in capitals Jerry Seinfeld voice intensifies. And that's it. Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure there was one star because some, sometimes people don't know how to wear Twitter. Um, and yeah, it is. I, can, I can't say I love the movie. <laughs> oh my this God. is one of my favorite Twitter oh, reviews we've ever it's had. It's brilliant. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank I'm you very so much. I'm so glad I picked it. Thank you very much. It's been entertaining. It has. Yeah. And it points to push us to watch films that we haven't seen before. So Helen, you haven't seen it before, so it's a new film you can say you've watched. Um, okay. I, I mean, I, like, yeah, I remember you saying before, like, because I, I sent you a message going, like, is is there a thing for picking a bad one and like enjoying it? And you were like, oh, generally it makes quite a bad, bad podcast if you pick a bad film deliberately. Yeah. But this was this was picked in earnest. Yeah, well, that's exactly. what I love I about didn't this. pick it on purpose. I know, I, I know. Yeah, was going to be bad. And uh, no, but I think it's made quite a fun. because yeah, <laughs> we're like together, going like, what what have we done to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that when it's a bad film, when people choose films because oh my god, it's so bad, we have to watch it. But I could tell, even though it was Anna that told me you choose you chose B movie, I could tell that you wanted to watch it because you were like, yeah, I haven't seen it for a while, but yeah. it might be cool might to rewatch be good. it. Yeah, <laughs> on that bombshell, guys, <laughs> Kira. Andy, can you sign off by telling everyone who's listening, Jasper included, where we can find you online and where to find Wooden Overcoats? I hope this has been uh, a really good plug for Wooden Overcoats. (laughs) (laughs) I can just say your other um, members of the Wooden Overcoats team have chosen better films. Yeah, I I kind of, uh, I've got a really competitive streak. And when I listen to um, the one with with Beth and David and they picked that amazing... um, Black and white film. All about Eve. All about Eve. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I was like, oh, I'd really love to beat that score. Uh, and then when he suggested B movie, I was like, well, that one's not going to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> I have no faith in me. I mean, I mean, and this was when I genuinely st- still remembering it as a good film. I was yeah. like, you know, like it's it's fun. We might win fun points. You didn't discourage me though. I didn't. No, I don't discourage you. It's not my directing style. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see where things go. It's really bad. Try again. Okay, yeah, that is quite nice. To be fair, that's um, okay. So uh, to do the wrap up thing, um, I am at Sound of a Goddard on Twitter. I am at Radio Goddard on Instagram, although I rarely use it. So come to Twitter, please. Um, and uh, I make wooden overcoats uh, as well as a few other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, halfway through a series called No Passion, No Point for BBC Five Live. It's good if you check that out. Over to Kira. Listen to wooden overcoats every day. Um, my <laughs> Twitter and Instagram are both. At Kira Baxendale, because I'm a simple woman. Just keeping it easy for everyone else yeah. who wants to follow you. You got there first. Yeah, there's only one me. Nice. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks Bye. for coming on. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.
enjoy listening to Flixwatcher podcast make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcasts why not leave us your five-star review on itunes and follow us at Flixwatcher pod on twitter thank you rachel jordan for editing this podcast and making it sound so smooth and slick and sweet and thank you very much to mighty people for the tunes that you all are enjoying now <laughs>